Welcome to EdTech Examined, a series about educational technology and what you need to know. I'm Eric Christensen. And I'm Chris Hans. And welcome to another episode of EdTech Examined. Uh, in this episode, I guess we'll be doing a slightly shorter one today, Chris, but we're going to be talking about uh, your new work setup, which may be useful, uh, particularly for students or faculty looking for a uh, cost-effective yet powerful setup for schoolwork and research and stuff like that. And this is kind of a good follow-up to our uh, kind of recommendations for products that we kind of do every year for back to school. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I mean, maybe we'll start off with an apology. We don't want to go and keep advocating for Apple or anything. And so, and you know, they don't pay us, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but this is, uh, for those who don't like the Apple ecosystem, I guess this episode isn't for you, but, um, uh, this is what we're going to be focusing in on. And so, um, yeah, I mean, basically I, I bought uh, the Mac mini, in November. So I've been using it since then. We're now at the beginning of February. And, um, you know, overall, uh, I would argue that it's probably your biggest bang for the buck for uh, getting into the Apple ecosystem. Um, you know, the it's uh, the entry line. And while it is the entry line, um, and especially I think if you're going to go and get a desktop uh, computer, uh, and if you have some monitors left uh, over, so you know you have them around the house or what have you, it probably is your your best bet uh, from just a, you know cost wise and so on. Um, I mean, right off the bat, you it comes pre built. I mean, some people complained about how many ports. Right. I mean, that we're seems um, like a lot to me personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in the past though, like Eric, like the the Mac Mini used to have more, right? And so I. Uh, they would have additional things that uh, you would have in there. So some people kind of made complaints about that. But when you compare this to, let's say, you know, the uh, MacBook Air, or if you compare it to like the MacBook Pro 13 inch or, you know, not the M1 Pros or M Pro, uh, M1 Max, um, right off the bat, it comes with the ability to do two displays, which none of the other ones did. And until you get into like the $3,000 price range. So, um, you know, I think that in itself is probably good value that way. Uh, one thing that I'll note, uh, so from, because the chip itself and everything is, is all kind of encapsulated together, you cannot make changes afterwards. So one of the things that we advocate, and uh, I know that Eric would have killed me if I, if I didn't do this, but uh, I did get the 16 gigabytes worth of RAM. So. Always a worthy upgrade because you can always add external storage, right? Yeah, exactly. So I didn't, uh, I kept the hard drive the same. I just kept a base. So the 256 uh, solid state drive. I have, um, you know, uh, external uh, SSDs, um, uh, you know, both. Um, uh, I have one that uh, can run off of USB-C, uh, but then I have uh, one that is a um, just a regular SATA hard drive external and and uh, that one is more used for like backups and stuff but um yeah i mean for the most part i, I don't really worry too much about it i mean I, most of anything that isn't super critical i usually put up into the cloud anyways so maybe we can uh just start off by explaining i mean because some people might not i think you know when it comes to apple products people know the phone and the tablet and the, the, the laptops they may not and the imac i think the mac mini uh, is kind of 
um, maybe some people might be a little bit aloof to that. So would you mind describing uh, as best like what it what it is? And so the yeah the Mac Mini is basically a desktop computer, uh, all in one and ca- like you know very small form factor. Uh, but no monitor. But it, it's not like the iMac. It isn't like the iMac. So like you don't get any display. Uh, so like with the iMac, everything would be integrated right into the the body of the with the monitor. So it's an all in one. So this isn't an all in one. So you will need monitors for this. So it's, uh, I would uh, equate it just, uh, you know, like back in the day, you would have a desktop computer. Uh, Maybe you would have like a PC that's a tower. This is kind of like that tower, but in a small form factor and it it does pack a punch. So it's a small kind of um, almost like a set-top box, basically, design. You don't, you have, you know, it doesn't come with a monitor. So you have your, you know, your ports in the back. It's kind of all in one integrated and what are the specs of that particular? So we know you have the 16 gigs of RAM, but what are the the general specs of that particular machine? I guess uh, you, we could have even used uh, your uh, various <laughs> that one app. Well, we'll we talk about that talk after. About, That's uh, a, yeah, but because uh, you have a different yeah. you have a different configuration. That's custom, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the only thing I, that I changed was really the uh, memory. So I have 16 gigabytes of RAM. It has the uh, M1 chip, which just comes, uh, you know, the first generation M1 chip. It has, uh, uh, in terms of, um, it does have Bluetooth as well, right? So you got that. Uh, let's see, it has Ethernet built into it as well. I'm just going through all the various things that we could have. Uh, on the back, uh, it does have uh, two either Thunderbolt uh, 4 or USB-C, they're, uh, you know, ports. It also has a USB 3 port as well. So that's that's what comes there. And then an HDMI, so one HDMI. So the way that you would run a two-monitor setup uh, out of the box is basically you would put one monitor on HDMI and then the other one would go into that uh, Thunderbolt um, or USB-C port. And that's pretty affordable because I think even without a student discount, there is an educator's discount for uh, educators and, and students through the Apple store online. But Canadian, yeah. I think it starts at 900 bucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I, I think for myself, uh, it was around that uh, that price point. Um, yeah, 829 with a discount, and then you gives you kind of some room to do some upgrades. So it's not as expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here, I'll even while we're chatting about this, I'll bring up uh, my invoice that I had. Um, so just so I mean, for for a thousand dollars, you're basically getting the, the I guess the the value proposition is that for a thousand bucks, let's say round it, you basically get a very. I mean, you pro- you're getting essentially, I think, the equivalent of like the entry level MacBook Pro, but in a desktop computer, so you don't have to worry about. Um, a battery that needs to be replaced. It doesn't come with a monitor. It doesn't have a keyboard built in. Uh, you can, but it's cheaper. So you can kind of spec up the price or sorry, uh, bump up the specs for a lower price. And then you get something that's actively cooled, probably a little bit better. I would guess it probably, I'm guessing the Mac mini probably is a slightly more performant than uh, some of the entry level laptops because of that. 
Yeah, no, and the people have done, I mean, we looked at some of those review videos uh, because you have a bigger form factor uh, and in terms of the fan and stuff. Although, honestly, Eric, I've never even heard my fan turn on. Like it's, uh, it, it, there's, I, and I run all sorts of things like Photoshop, Illustrator. Um, it's never turned on. Whereas like my uh, 2013 MacBook Pro, the fan starts uh, starts whirring it uh you know it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it kind of gets bogged down but yeah i'm looking at my invoice so with gst with the 16 gigabytes um were ram that was the only upgrade that i did everything else i kept basic with the educators discount it was uh 1108 80 so let's say uh 1110 right okay. canadian so uh and i basically if you didn't take that ram uh that include the warranty too i didn't get the warranty Okay. Just okay. Uh, without warranty. So figured whatever, we'll see if it really breaks down. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't. I don't think uh, so. Yeah. And so but, this uh, is a good, so why, so just for people listening so that, so we kind of know what it is, but why would this be, uh, based on your experience so far, we'll get to the things that you've done with it, but based on your experience so far, uh, why do you think that this would be perhaps a better value as a setup? Yeah, so uh, uh, one thing, as you mentioned as well, Eric, um, you know, with the, uh, it just comes with the computer itself, right? So there's no keyboard, no mouse or nothing like that, right? So it's fine. That's not a bad which, thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. But uh, again, I, in fact, I don't even use any of my Apple uh, peripherals anymore. I don't have a, I, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, like I have a Logitech mouse, I have a Logitech keyboard. So, um, and again, that's where I think if you have some of those things already, then it shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I had monitors as well, right? So, uh, you know, I, I use repurpose those. Um, but uh, I think overall, like you, for, if you, especially for myself, I think one thing, even from a productivity, um, you know, work-life balance perspective, uh, my, my laptop, I've been basically, act, you know, using it as a desktop for the last little while. It just sits there. I don't know if it's the best, you know, thing because you should probably be depleting the battery and, and so on moving around. But that being said, now it kind of forces me to stay, like, if I want to do work, I have to go to my desk. Right. Um, you know, from a, a value proposition standpoint, I, I think, you know, if you want to get into the Apple ecosystem, their their products are expensive. I mean, even the next computer up, if you wanted to give get the equivalent of this uh, with the educators without GST or anything uh, and, you know, with the, the RAM and so on. But let's say the MacBook Air would be your, your next option and so well, actually it wouldn't it would be not that's not actively cool so that would actually be worse performance yeah well i'm saying that would be your next like cheapest yeah. option right so and so that's a uh, 1169 it's not a, like as you say eric like it's it doesn't have a fan in there to cool it down so and that's with uh, the educators discount at eight gigabytes ram if you want to get it up to the 16 now you're at 1394 and that doesn't include gst well, so, the, yeah, the thirteen, the thirteen with memory upgrade on educators discount is actually seventeen hundred bucks, almost eighteen hundred bucks. That that's probably the pro then, right? The, the entry level, the thirteen inch, right? The thirteen so like inch MacBook Pro. I'm talking about yeah. the Air. I know, but I'm just yeah. saying to get the same performance in a laptop, you'd have to spend uh, even more. Like, yeah, you can exactly. Because one thing to consider for those people out there, like some of the entry level computers from Apple, they're great, but they don't have a fan. So they're passively cool. So if you're running Photoshop and a bunch of things in the background, 
it's going to throttle the speed and you're going to, and there has been some slowdown on the MacBook Air. So even though that's a more expensive upgrade, you probably lose performance unless you go to a laptop that has an active cooling, like a fan in it, and then you're spending almost double, right? Yeah, exactly. And so that, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Eric, like really the equivalent of this would be that, uh, and even then it's not the equivalent, right? Uh, because uh, you're getting that af- active cooling and so on, but in a 13 inch MacBook Pro, you cannot go and uh, run two displays either, right? No, you, you can't. Have- I guess you have the built-in one and then an external kind of like what I do, but that's, I don't think you can add a third on top of that. No, well, there is one workaround if you do want to do that. I mean, we can talk about it. So right now, actually I'm running three displays. So. Uh, I'm running two, um, uh, there, there are some older monitors that I have, uh, Asus monitors. Um, so, uh, they were actually like built by uh, Bang and, uh, or it was a partnership with Bang and Olsen. And so the speakers and stuff were really nice, but, um, I got them. I couldn't justify back in the day uh, to go and, you know, get Apple monitors cause they were a thousand bucks each. And so I got these uh, Asus instead. And so they run off of HDMI. So I have two of those. And then I also have an Apple cinema display. And so this Apple cinema display, uh, it, it back, it, it was, uh, you know, made, I think they launched in 2010, they ran it and, you know, produced them until like 2013 or so. And then afterwards they introduced the, the Thunderbolt display. And so anyways, I'm running this, um, that's how I've got these three monitors. You cannot do that out of the box. So I had to go and download a program called, um, display link. And uh, we can probably include uh, these um, links in our show notes and stuff. But yeah, so I'm running display link. And then the other thing that I had to go and do was I got a uh, external uh, uh, it's a um, uh, a docking station. So it has, um, uh, you know, various ports and so on. And so I got that. Uh, You'll need something to go and uh, add in that additional display if you want to run more than two. And so most people probably they don't, they won't need to, I mean, for myself, I, uh, because of all the hats that I wear uh, from teaching and working and other things, I, I find it useful. And I had the monitors anyways, I think if I had to do it again, maybe I would just run like two 27 inch, uh, Uh, Apple monitors. And, you know, you may even ask me, Eric, like, why are you using a 10 year old monitor? (laughs) Well, they're uh, good. They're good displays. Yeah. And uh, I, I argue, I I would actually argue that maybe these are the best uh, monitors that you can get out there. Um, You know, uh, funny enough, like even Eric, you had this impression that they're still pretty sought after and they are, Uh, you have to kind of look up, look and see where, you know, here in Canada, like in Calgary, we're using, uh, things like Kijiji, or maybe it's like Facebook Marketplace, or maybe you look at Craigslist or whatever. You're, you're going to have to maybe search around. But I honestly, I've seen them as low as like a hundred bucks. Um, I've seen them as high as maybe five hundred dollars, right? And those are for the Thunderbolt displays. But uh, I think for a hundred, two hundred bucks, you could pick up a, a solid. I mean, I was telling you before we started uh, recording. Like, if anybody's ever picked up uh, an Apple Cinema display or Apple Thunderbolt display, the thing is built like a beast. It's a, uh, it's pretty hefty. It's made out of aluminum. It's twenty-seven inches. Uh, even the specs. It is a 1440p, so it's a uh, 2K display, 
And so right now, if you, to put things in perspective, you can go to a Costco or a Staples and uh, buy still, they're still selling 1080p, which is just, you know, HD. And so 10 years ago, Apple did 2K, which was, you know, that much better. Now, I, I mean, you're looking at like five or 6K uh, with the Apple, um, you know, what they've been uh, selling as of late. But I mean, then you're for $5,000. For 5,000 bucks, right? <laughs> so I'd, I mean, chances are, who knows? People are saying they're speculating on, you know, uh, Mac rumors and, and so on that maybe this next year they might uh, introduce a entry level, but that entry level is probably going to be a thousand bucks for a monitor, right? So I honestly think that this, um, this monitor, even though it's old, uh, when I put it up against like, I mean, my Asus ones, the base is metal, but the rest of it's plastic. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, and well, I mean, you know, I bought a new one. I bought a new one when I bought this Intel Mac, this 16 inch. Cause I use an Intel, I still use a laptop, but, uh, I mean, so I have one monitor that faces me and then the laptops off to the side. So kind of, cause I didn't have as many around. I gave the other one to my wife when she started working remote permanently. It's a good monitor too. So, I mean, as a comparison for price, I have a 28 inch 4k, uh, Acer monitor. It's a good monitor. It has HDR. It's fairly well calibrated, but it's not, you wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be as good for Photoshop and something like that's not exactly color perfect, but I think it was about $400 with tax and shipping and everything I got. And that at the time, and maybe it's cheaper now, but that was considered an excellent deal, but that's, yeah. that's a pretty expensive upgrade. If you can get used monitors, there's all sorts of used peripherals that you can get. I've seen other kinds of used monitors that are also good, even Dell ultra sharp. Those are excellent. I've seen those used for cheap. I've seen our keyboards and peripherals used for cheap. So there's a lot of inexpensive ways to set up a workstation if a desktop works for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know, maybe there's just something about like this, uh, you know, Apple's timeless kind of design that aluminum, you know, body kind of look. Um, uh, but, uh, I, I just look at it like the things like 25 pounds, it, they didn't cut any kind of corners. It's, a um, uh, the base itself is it's a hunk of uh, aluminum. It's solid. It's not like with these, like, you know, plastic monitors that we get these days. And even like how you're talking about the color accuracy, um, you know, the Apple monitors, I mean, the Apple in general, it's made for people in the design industry. Uh, typically if you're into graphic, uh, video photo, uh, but yeah, I mean, the color accuracy, the uniformity, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Um, the other thing that uh, I didn't mention yet, it, it does actually have a 720p webcam built in. It has microphone built in. There's speakers in there. Uh, there's a, in the cinema display, the Apple cinema display, there's also a MagSafe uh, charging port. Uh, so there's three uh, connections. There's uh, the MagSafe, there's a mini display cord, and then there's a USB 2. Uh, so that, and in the back, it actually has ports. So it almost acts as a USB hub for you as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the quality, I, I don't, I, if it was up to me, I would probably even just have, uh, and I even was looking at this, I was thinking of running like multiple, um, you know, Apple monitors. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, I think the only, the best way probably would have been to get a bunch of Apple cinema displays if they are available to and plus even cost wise. So one of the things I had to do was I actually had to buy an adapter. So it was a mini display port to display port uh, adapter 
or you can get a, a mini display to display port USB-C adapter. So uh, that display port adapter, I have it plugged into my um, docking station right now. But initially I actually had it put right into uh, the, um, the Mac mini directly uh, using one of those Thunderbolt uh, USB-C display uh, ports, right? So um, the other option, if you do get to, cause the, the Thunderbolt display was the last one. Uh, so they're both 27 inch, they look identical. The arguably the Thunderbolt display would maybe even be better. But uh, the one thing is that it actually requires an adapter. And so that adapter alone, it costs $60. Uh, Canadian. And so it's $59. And uh, it it takes you from Thunderbolt 2 to Thunderbolt 3. And then you can, uh, you know, uh, add it into your uh, Mac mini. But I, I tried, uh, even I borrowed a, a buddy's um, uh, Thunderbolt display just to see if it would work. And it wouldn't run more than one. And, um, and uh, I think it probably has to do something with because the Thunderbolt itself it, it allows you to exchange data plus run power, right? And so I, I think yeah. that's where it's uh, it's a little bit more complicated. I mean, I can go, I could take my 2013 MacBook Pro and then you can go and basically uh, uh, daisy chain a bunch of things. And so just out of the box, I could, I, I could, I actually had it. I tried it out. I was running multiple you know, uh, Apple displays just off of my laptop. But right now, as it stands, they do not have any kind of workaround with that. Uh, one thing I should tell you also, like with if you do decide to get a USB, um, you know, display hub, uh, this docking station, as I'm saying to you, uh, make sure that you do have, uh, it can go and run uh, for the displays themselves, uh, 1080p or uh, 4K at 60 hertz. And so that's uh, when you're looking around at those various uh, USB hubs, uh, you know, adapters, uh, a lot of them, they have them running at 30 hertz. The 30 hertz, yeah. it's basically going to get really kind of blurry and so on, right? And so um, uh, just make sure you look for that. The one that I have, it does, they, it's no longer made, but I, I mean, I can, if we need to, we can include it in the show notes, but um, it's been discontinued. But they do, some of them can get really expensive. I've seen like CalDigit and, um, you know, uh, their Ankler, there's like $400, you know, USB uh, docking stations. Right. And so uh, these Thunderbolt wow. docking stations, so it can get expensive. And so I, but I think you could get around and that the, the only reason why you might need something like this is if you're running more than two monitors, if you're not, then I don't think it's necessary. And you could probably get away with maybe a, a 40 or $50, um, you know, um, hub if you need it. But that's why I was saying to you, you, most people might not. And if you go and buy like a used, uh, uh, Apple cinema display for a hundred, two bucks or 200 bucks. Uh, you know, you'll have a lot of those ports already built in. And so, mm -hmm. and while, uh, we were talking about this, like USB two is not anywhere close to USB three, right? I think it was what, like 10 times difference, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at the same time, if maybe you're running like a webcam or what have you, then maybe it's fine. And so, uh, some of the other peripherals that I have, I have my SSD external, uh, so that if I do need additional files or whatever, I have my webcam, I uh, got my mics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh and I have uh, some of my like desktop setup. I still have my, uh, laptop. If I ever actually funny enough, I haven't really, I haven't used my 
MacBook. I think maybe I've used it three times in the, ever since November I've had this. And uh, the only time was um, really it was just because I had some files on there that I didn't have access to because they were on the hard drive. And um, another time I didn't feel like sitting in front of my desk and wanted to watch some TV and do some grading. But uh, other than that, I, I mean, I'm pretty happy with this. I really, at, at the end of it, I, I got into this for about, uh, you could say, um, I don't know, 1100 bucks for the computer roughly. And then um, maybe I spent another hundred bucks for other little, you know, like the, the docking station and this and that. Right. But someone um, could spend, you know, if they needed to buy everything, they could probably get everything for about $1,500, even if it is a, just a decent monitor. And that's for a very performative machine because you have everything. So that in terms of performance, you haven't yeah. had an issue. No, no, not whatsoever. And this I is mean, kind it's... of what we're selling, quote unquote, even though we're not being paid the company. <laughs> the, the point here is that students and faculty, we have limited funds, right? So a laptop, you know, you have a battery and needs to be replaced after so many years. There's more maintenance on a mobile device and it's not good for as long and it's not going to be as fast because it doesn't cool as well. So, you know, if you have a phone or an iPad and you just on the go, but you're sitting at a desk at home for $1,500, you're getting something that's very, very performant because you run everything at the same time. Oh, yeah. Like it's a, uh, it's funny because back, um, I mean, sometimes I forget that I even left like applications open, like, you know, like Photoshop is running, Illustrator is running. Uh, we have talked about in the past, like there's this uh, home app that allows you to create a virtual background when you're using like Google Meet. In my macbook it would start getting bogged down and on this i don't even realize or notice any kind of performance and then the other thing i've done is uh, i've uh, normally before i wouldn't do this uh, on my macbook because it would bog things down and i would uh, basically have uh, you know bookmarks uh, set up so that they open up uh, on my web browser right now i basically have like three windows uh, for uh, uh, you know my firefox I keep all the tabs open. I just restore them every time and nothing gets bogged down. Like, I mean, it's a, it's super fast. You know, there's no uh, issues from a responsiveness standpoint. I haven't had any kind of issues whatsoever from uh, productivity. In fact, actually, I, I think I'm, I'm actually more productive because this thing, I don't have any issues. I don't have to wait for, let's say if I was using like even illustrator, there's no delay whatsoever. And whereas if you had to go and render or create like a vector or whatever, sometimes you might run into issues. I haven't rendered video yet, but uh, even just from all the reviews I've uh, watched and stuff, and it, it's still pretty robust. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a good setup. I think it's a fair, uh, you know, it's kind of like the desktop is back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, especially if we're going to be spending time at home. And I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like uh, many people now are kind of trying to get back into the classroom and stuff. But even then, uh, like you say, Eric, um, maybe you do your work at home, uh, get some of your things, whether it's lectures or any kind of projects. And, and then on the go, you could have your iPad or you could, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, you have things on your iPhone or what have you, or, and if you're not on the Mac uh, ecosystem, I mean, maybe it's just, you have a USB, you know, stick or something and the, you can just pop in. And typically that's how I have been doing it in the past. I mean, even prior pre pandemic, I usually, for the most part, I would just use the computers that were in the, uh, the classroom themselves. 
I mean, I, I did have just in case I would bring in my laptop and so on. But, um, uh, you know, I mean, although funny enough, this past semester when we were in the classroom, uh, I actually did use my laptop all the time because uh, I just didn't want to have to go and bother with. And I mean, who knows, with all this kind of disinfecting and everything. So I, I just I just used my laptop. I'm like, this is way easier and uh, just plugged it in um, and it's it's easy enough. I mean, even that it's uh, hopefully, I mean, when, if I do get another laptop, I mean, I, I think one thing that is kind of helpful is having that HDMI port. And now with uh, Apple's newer, but they're way more expensive, like the entry line, what was it like 2,700 or something? The, the 14 or, inch, the 14 inch MacBook. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's yeah, going like to be a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't know if I, I need a pro though. I don't know. I don't know that I would need that based on what I've seen. The new MacBook Airs are more powerful than what I have now. And this is fine. So maybe that's yeah. fine. I, I, but yeah, I guess the issue that I have is like the, the ports and then basically, I guess then you would have to have an, a dongle with an adapter or whatever, and, uh, you know, have like mm -hmm. a hub. All right. So that's, oh, I have, uh, I have that anyways. So that's fine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so. I have a huge hub. I have yeah. a, 13 port USB hub yeah, there that has, you go. everything is plugged into it. And then that has one cable that goes into the computer Yeah, and then everything turns on. So, I yeah. mean, that's, but I've had that for a long time because my old ones and my computers have never had enough ports, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a some, somewhat, I think maybe people were just kind of getting used to it, but uh, I mean, I still like the fact like my, and that was one of the reasons why I never upgraded my um, MacBook. Like it had HDMI, had a whole bunch of ports in there. I, I even have, uh, let's see, I have a, um, you know, a SD card, like I can put in there and, uh, you know, so it, uh, it worked. It was, that was really, I didn't want to have the dongle and all this kind of stuff. And it, it's, seem to be okay. I mean, it's still doing all right. Um, and I think what my next plan, I just haven't had a chance yet, but I, what I'll do is I'll remove everything. Like you suggested, Eric, uh, wipe it, yeah. wipe the whole thing. And then the chances are, it's probably going to still hold out for a little bit, or maybe what I might do is, um, uh, sell this. And if I really wanted to maybe get like a, a MacBook air, just base, just to kind of go around if I need to. But I mean, I have the iPad pro still too. So we'll see. Um, all the devices and you're making a convincing argument that I should not use a, desk, a laptop anymore. So I do like the flexibility. I do walk away with my computer a lot. I would say I'm at my desk like 50% of the time. Yeah. But again, and I, I think this is a, a larger question, right? Like you mentioned like the desktops back, but should we be carrying around stuff everywhere in our homes or elsewhere? Like, I mean, maybe we should just, it, it, and this is uh where like, you know, if just think about it from like your frame of mind and, you know, uh, even from a, a psychological perspective, now I just find myself like I'm in the zone. I'm, when I sit at my desk, I know that I'm going to do some work and, you know, just hammer it out. I, I, while I can do it, like, let's say I'm sitting in front of the TV and I've done this in the past where I'm in my living room or whatever. Um, I'm not as quick. I mean, it's just, it's a fact. Like there's something to be said. If you have multiple monitors, you can just, you're way more efficient. And so uh, I, I think that's the, what I'm personally, this is what I'm going to do. And I try to, you know, we've talked about this for productivity in the past and so on, but uh, you should try to wind things down. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's a cutoff point and just get your stuff done while you're at your desk. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I only move around for postural reasons because it starts to bother my back to be sitting. Now I do have a standing desk, so yeah. that helps, but I still have to, you know, sometimes I like to go stretch or watch a webinar while I'm stretching. I can't do that if I, I can't unplug the desktop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could get them all, get a MacBook Air and a Mac Mini. <laughs> well, who knows? I joke about that. Who knows? I might even have at some point, uh, I might even have like a Mac minis in every room or something, <laughs> but, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they bring out for their next, uh, you know, product line this year. It is um, a good point. It is a good point that you could have multiple. I did want to point out one thing, um, yeah. for folks that are, uh, if you're interested in a product like this or, you see sales on a product or you're not really sure, or especially if you're looking for older monitors or older devices or computers made by Apple and you're, you're not really sure, especially since they have refurbished products. And you're, if you don't know how to read through the tech specs, um, but uh, you know there's a certain model that you want, maybe based on your production, I would so strongly suggest that people download an app called Mac Tracker. So M-A-C Tracker. And uh, that app has been around for a, a long, long time. I'm trying to remember the name of the developer. Yeah, Ian Page. So Ian Page um, is a former colleague of mine, actually works at the University of Alberta. He's worked in IT there for a long time, but this app is used by people worldwide. It's basically a database of every single Apple product that's ever been released. So you can uh, see every monitor they've released, every Mac, every iPad, every device, iPod, everything. It's not updated necessarily immediately, um, but Ian's pretty good about uh, updating the app to have um, all the latest stuff in it. So all the latest Macs are in there right now. Uh, so it's a it's a really good thing. You can see the specs on your own Mac. You can add, you know. Uh, your own models and you you can do all sorts of stuff um uh with this device so just a mac tracker you can get it for all apple devices it's a really really great little application for finding out you know what is the model number of that year etc so something to keep in mind sure is there anything else that you want to point out for uh listeners before we wrap up today I don't think so. I mean, the only other kind of uh, maybe point that I would say is that uh, uh, maybe this just even the the discussion that I had about just, you know, maybe buying like an older uh, monitor is that the other thing is that you're it's maybe environmentally friendly, it's green, you're repurposing stuff, right, as opposed yeah. to, you know, just ending up in the landfill. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I think you have to kind of figure out what your best workflow is. And uh, for myself, uh, it seems to be working well. I, I might even change up. I've been thinking about this uh, as we've been spending so much time at home. I might even get a bigger desk uh, in the future. And right now um, uh, it's set up this way, but, uh, at, you know, I have a glass desk and it uh, certain things like, you know, for example, you were able to go and mount your mic right onto your desk using the you know, mm -hmm. uh, an arm and uh, I have a stand that's on the floor, which works fine. But there's something to be said about like, you know, having everything self-contained and uh, the same goes for like, even for monitors. I mean, I've seen some people using like monitor arms and having the ability to, you know, put them off to the side or what have you, if they don't need them. 
but um, yeah, I mean, again, think about your workflow. Um, you know, again, uh, also just uh, everybody these days, things are getting really expensive. So, you know, if you have certain, um, you know, devices around and uh, chances are even like things like keyboards and mice and stuff like you might have that. And I, I think it's probably more common than not even having an extra monitor here and there. So um, you probably could get into, uh, you know, fairly low price to get into like the, the Mac Apple ecosystem, but even worst case, it's like 1500 bucks, like Eric suggested. Yeah. Not a huge amount of money for something that'll probably last you like eight years. Well, maybe even longer. Right. I mean, yep. look at here I am. Uh, I got my, it was the first, uh, you know, uh, model of the retina MacBook uh, pro I got it in 2013. It's still running. It's uh, in fact, the only thing Nine that I ever old. did, yeah, exactly. And the only thing that I ever changed was uh, the battery, and uh, yeah. you know that 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 at some point you and this is you know we we've nobody ever kind of thinks about that, but it, it does cost uh, uh, quite a bit to get that battery replaced too. Yeah, it's about two hundred dollars, two hundred and fifty bucks to have a battery replacement done on a on a computer. Windows too, they, they can unless it's self serviceable, which is getting rarer and rarer. They're pretty expensive, so that's a, that's a cost. Now, not a huge cost over the course of the lifetime, I suppose. Like I have the same year as you. I, my my wife still has that computer. It's almost 10 years old, right? Yeah. Runs fine. It doesn't run the latest operating system anymore. So over time, it'll become a security exactly. issue. Yeah. That's why it's nothing wrong with the computer. It's a software thing. Uh, so I'll unplug it and leave it offline if that's what I want to do with it. There's nothing wrong with keeping it around as an offline device as well. So Lots of options. Uh, this is kind of, I guess we, we did this episode or, or this is really Chris's idea. I'm, I'm just asking random questions because I don't actually have one, but this <laughs> is a good alternative because we get questions about, you know, we, our colleagues asked us questions. What would you recommend for this? So, you know, what's a good keyboard? What's a good piece of software? What, what webcam do you use? Uh, why did you choose that laptop? We get these things. But the, the problem is, is that we choose things based on very personal um, criteria. Right. So I have a, I have a, a laptop. I may get a laptop again. I may not, I'm not sure, but that's my setup. And we often, I think that's a co more common setup, but if you're looking at price and you're like, yeah, you know, I just do my work at my desk, like Chris said, I don't leave a lot, or maybe I have a mobile phone and I use the computers at school or I have it. Or if you, again, if you have, if you're an instructor and you have a work provided laptop or desktop, and you just need one at home, does it need to be mobile, right? I find myself taking devices to work all the time and then I just put them on the table and I never open them because I have all that stuff at work. So if you want something that's good value and powerful that sits in one place at your house and it's a dedicated workspace, this is, or, or if you're a student, this is a good option. Um, it doesn't have to be a laptop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, one thing that I forgot, I, I also bought a stand for my MacBook or not my MacBook, my um, Mac mini. And so it's, uh, and the only reason why I got it, I mean, it probably wouldn't be necessary. I could have probably put it just under my monitor. Um, uh, I have a monitor stand that uh, is made out of glass, but the, the reason why I got it was just to make it easier for myself. Like it's flipped onto the side. 
uh, and just to turn it on. Whereas uh, mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, I you just didn't have as much access. And it probably helps from an airflow standpoint. But like I say, I don't know if it really makes a difference. I've never uh, ever heard the fan uh, turn on, but from a heat dissipation standpoint. But yeah, like you say, Eric, like it really comes down to people's preferences. And uh, I think another thing too, um, you know, especially. Uh, as budgets, um, uh, you know, you kind of have to be mindful of that. And uh, I mean, if people do have, um, let's say, uh, professional development funds, I mean, then you're kind of looking for your biggest bang for the buck, right? And uh, sometimes you have those kind of restrictions. And that's why I think the this is a good option if, uh, if anybody has some of those, uh, you know, resources available. But even if you didn't, this is a, I think it's a, like you say, Eric, like, it's probably like, let's say eight to 10 years of lifetime. And so, yep. you know, 150 bucks, if it were going based off of, uh, you know, uh, uh, $1,500, $150 a year for 10 years is probably, uh, you know, uh, a low cost. You're, you're maybe spending more on Netflix over the course of the year. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's not a huge amount of money given um, what you, what you get for it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, that's a great overview. Maybe what we'll do is when we tweet this out, we'll share a photo of your setup with the tweet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can do and that. And that way people can kind of see what we're doing. Well, that's awesome. Well, we will be back on the second Tuesday or the first Tuesday, sorry, of March. Take care. Right. Take care. Yeah, thanks. You can learn more about EdTech Examined by going to our website, edtechexamined.com. There, you'll find ways to subscribe, as well as host information, our social media accounts, and our blog posts. Our blog posts are also published through Medium on the EdTech Examined publication. You can contact EdTech Examined by emailing us at hey at edtechexamined.com. If you have an EdTech question you'd like us to answer on a future episode, you can email us or reach us through Twitter using the hashtag EdTechOfficeHours. You can find EdTechExamined on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at EdTechExamined, and we also have a LinkedIn page you can follow. Until next time. And I'm Chris Hall the audio producer for EdTech Examined. You can get in touch with me and contact me through all of my social media at my website, which is chrishong.ca. That's C-H-R-I-S-H-O-A-N-G dot C-A.